Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm James Mots Montemagno. And I am Michael Tricky Rivet. <laughs> it's tricky to rock around to rock around to rock around. That's tricky. Uh, we were talking before the podcast about this new snowboarding game that we'll, we'll talk about later, the next phase, which is you in our notes go, oh, this just really wants me. I uh, wish that I could get Tricky SSX Tricky back. And then mm. it's from the developers of Tricky, which is so fun. Yeah, which is kind of that was that's cool. That's a cool connection. I, I, I didn't pick up on that. It, it, it just made me wish it was another game. So I don't know if it's a good thing that they were involved with the game that I wish it was. But, you know, I guess I guess they're still making snowboarding games. That's kind of cool. Maybe maybe that means there's still a chance. What they could have done, because most likely the issue was if you want to build an SSX game, the tricky game, you don't have the rights to it. And you probably can't really make a game that's a direct clone of it without being sued. So you just need to take that and then apply it to a different sport. So it could have mm-hmm. been wakeboarding, SSX wakeboarding or, or something else, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Something, some other thing that's made. You don't use tricky. You like you like have to use another word that also has a, a fun song that goes along with it. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, how, how's the new year treating you, buddy? It's going good. It's going good. Been playing some games that we'll be getting through here in a little bit. I got some more, I've, you know, been putting some time in my Smash Brothers and my Fortnites and all of that kind of stuff. So I've got some some more insight on the game and that we're going to be able to talk about a little bit. But other than that, it's just it's a lot of work and, and some game time. How about you? Yeah, it's been... Pretty chill over here. You know, we went back to work after the new year and then uh, my partner's uh, family was in town this weekend. So they came in on Wednesday. I worked a few half a days. We went out. We hit up the pinball arcade a few times, which was fun. So I only really got to play games after everyone went to bed. And Mm -hmm. I have some updates later on about uh, hand cramp gate, if we will. Ah, <laughs> we'll talk. Welcome to my world. I'm I am now entering the world of Michael S. Rivette because yeah. I've been playing some games that you've been playing, and now I understand. You feel my uh, pain, literally. I literally feel your pain, and I would be in bed, and I have to set down the switch and like <laughs> shake yeah. out my hands. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, yeah, uh, that's crazy. Uh, and it, yeah, and the pro controller changes everything. So I'm really glad that I bought one based on your recommendation and we'll get to the game. But to be honest with you, without the pro controller, I am really terrible at shooters. That's what I'm finding out. (laughs) It is weird. Like I did get that, that, um, satisfied grip and it makes a huge difference. It's, it is a game changer. My, my thumb pain totally went away. It's very comfortable to hold. I still suck more than normal using the switch undocked like i still can't like something about the thumbsticks and i'm just not as precise when i use this the pro controller much more precise it helps me maybe a fraction percent more but it is more and so i have a little bit more control and i am more precise with my shooting and things like that but for some reason when i use it in handhold mode and i don't know if it's just like the settings because you can have um the game Fortnite in this case set for the the pro controller like the sensitivity and all that stuff 
that can be different than on the handheld mode. So may, I got to check mine and see, maybe I don't have them set the same. So when I go to handheld, it's just not working the same for me. Oh, or maybe you need to bump it up a lot. Interesting. Yeah, I will also look at that because I want to be able to play it in handheld mode more. And just like your accessory has been helping you, my Genki has also been helping me a lot with the, uh, with not only the wireless Bluetooth audio, but also we tested out the mm. microphone and it totally worked. Yeah, it worked great. It actually makes me jealous because like I said, I don't, I don't have that. So when what happened was we jumped in a game and I'm like, oh, I, I had a doc. I was just kind of playing some challenges and you jumped in and I'm like, oh, great. I don't have a way to chat with them now. I don't have it in handheld mode. So I was basically like texting you like we'd be running stop you see me move like i hear you on the tv you're like and michael's typing michael's because i'm just standing there in the middle of the field and trying to hurry up and say something to you quick but it makes me jealous it's definitely something that needs to get resolved um for when the thing's docked yeah and we totally could have jumped on discord or skype or something and made it work however i will say this is i'm in front of my computer right now and i have my switch dock in here so i ended up playing with my nephews playing Fortnite and they had headsets. They had turtle turtle beach headsets. Okay. Fancy. Fancy. Yeah. Uh they said Legit. it was working great. Yeah. And they must be playing in portable mode because they weren't very good. But uh, <laughs> uh you know, I mean they're you know, they're only like twelve and sure. ten, but they should be crushing me. That's what I'm saying, is that's why I don't understand. I have 110 hours locked into that game. Uh so <laughs> I plugged in. Now the nice thing is I'm docked, but I plugged in just my headphones and my microphone and, and it's sitting in front of me. Like right now the switch is about one foot away from me. And then mm -hmm. my monitor is my, is my TV, you know, output. So that was kind of cool because even though it's docked, I could still use the headset with it. Well, yeah, that is nice. Yeah, that's, that's nice. perfect. Well, that's cool. So yeah. we'll get into that more. I can't wait to hear more about it and get some of your thoughts on it, but we'll start right off the bat with some big news and, as we always do, we love talking about numbers, like we always say, with Nintendo and how well it's doing everywhere. So we've got news that Nintendo has banked, banked $348 million in mobile revenue from last year. This is coming from Sensei, or Sensei, this is coming from Sensor Tower, who does a lot of these reports. I think most of the time we're getting our reports from them. And they said that $117 million of that was in the fourth quarter alone, which is a 47% increase compared to the same period um, of 2017. So it's a huge, huge jump. And a lot of it, they're thinking, is because of Dragalia Lost, which came out in September. That did 58.4 million by itself. And it was even a limited launch in only five territories. But their number one, to no surprise, is still Fire Emblem Heroes. That came out... Uh, I think it was 2017. It is their biggest moneymaker of all of their mobile games, and it continues to do great. It, it, I think it accounted for about 66% of their mobile revenue. Uh, some of their other games that came out was Animal Crossing, Pocket Camp. That's uh, doing okay. It was 48.6 in 2018, but it's down 44% from almost exactly a year ago when it came out in 2017. So uh, not not it seems to be dropping off, which I think you and I both played it for maybe an hour and then just said this, this isn't for us. And then their other one, Super Mario Run. So Super Mario Run did uh, 10 million last year 
I, I I think Mario Run is a unique case though because you you bought into it and then that was it. There really wasn't a lot of room for that. You either wanted this game and you bought it, or you didn't. And with all of these other games, there's in-game purchases and there's things like that. That works in their favor, obviously. So I don't think you're going to see a whole lot more with Super Mario Run unless they come out with more content that you can purchase and download. I just think Mario Run was what it was. You know, that's that's how that game worked. But they're making huge money from these mobile games. They're doing a great job with it. Yeah, I can't. I just can't ever get into mobile games. That's the hardest thing for me. I believe for me, Super Mario Run is the best mobile game purchase I've ever made. It's a phenomenal, Mm -hmm. phenomenal game. And even though it only made 10 million last year, that's still a million people that not only downloaded the game and i know it's a lot more than that but then also decided to upgrade so that to me is pretty great because the upgrade's ten dollars so that's a million people and that's a large number of people to give ten dollars away and they can make a few of those bingo bango you're good and it's the oldest game it's the original so yeah uh, for that was the first one and if you haven't played super mario run do yourself a favor to go get nintendo ten dollars it's a it's a great it's a really really great uh, it is a very fun game. I, I, I will say that for sure. And I, you know, Animal Crossing, I think that was appealing to maybe the, the fans of Animal Crossing, but I played it a little bit. It was a lot like uh, Mitomo in that way, where I just felt like it wasn't it wasn't really a game. It wasn't anything. It was just sort of this this thing. Uh, Fire Emblem, I'm not attached to Fire Emblem. I'm not attached to those characters in that world. So I've never got into that. And that's why I think Dragalia Lost kind of hooked me because it's that sort of gotcha game mechanic, but in a in um an IP that I can sort of feel like I'm starting at the beginning with. Like I I didn't feel like I was kind of out of place or just didn't have anything, you know, any idea. Now I feel like, oh, we're all on the same level. We're all learning it together. And and as I've said in the past, I really want that to evolve and become an actual Switch game, like a real Switch game, full price Switch game. I don't want it to just live as a mobile IP. I think it deserves better. Uh, it could be really, really pushed and expanded upon and become a really great game, I think, for Nintendo. And I, I hope with the success that I've seen with it so far that they do consider that because it's a really interesting world that they're starting to create. So I hope anyway. Yeah, I, I agree. I I'm all for more, right? Always give me more. Sure. Sure. <laughs> well, well, let's get into a few little, uh, let's call them predictions and not necessarily rumors in general. It's the new year. So a lot of analysts are coming out, a lot of rumor mill coming out, you know, it's, it's 2019. We've we're through the holiday rush. How is Nintendo going to jumpstart 2019 or E3 coming out, CES, you know, all these different events coming out that what is Nintendo going to do next? And there was a great article. I really recommend giving it a look at GameIndustry.biz where they sat down with uh, people from different game studios, analysts, uh, people that have been in the industry that have done predictions, such as our good friend Michael Pactor, who's been around forever, as far as I know, but they were like, hey, we want to kind of see what you predicted last year and and what are you going to predict going into this year for the entire game industry? And there was some intriguing Nintendo uh, parts in there, I would say, and things that I wanted to talk maybe a little bit even more with you about. 
And mm-hmm. the two people, one was Michael Pachter and the other one was Dr. Sirkin Toto, which is from Cantan Games. And Cantan Games is, uh, is a, it's not really a studio, but there's sort of this Japan game analyst group, I would say. I don't know him too much. I do know Michael Pachter. I do know a few of the other people in here. But there were two bits and pieces. So we'll first talk about uh, Pachter, okay? So Michael Pachter is in the belief that Nintendo will fully launch a new version of the Switch that will clock in at 199 And he expects this device to sort of be the Switch light, if you will. He expects it to have the same screen as the Switch currently, but built-in Joy-Cons. Uh, this would just differentiate it between the Switch itself. So mm-hmm. maybe they would call it something else. Maybe they would keep calling it the Switch or something different. I don't know. And it's funny because the Dr. Sir Kentoto also predicts that not only will there be a Switch Lite, but there will be a Switch Pro, which we know is in rumors from the Wall Street Journal. However, he also says that the Switch Lite, or maybe it's just the Switch at a lower price, uh, will sort of be in the contention to get rid of the 3DS and have it go away. So interesting hardware, and I want to get your thoughts on hardware, but he also says and goes on to say that at least one new game from mega franchises such as EA, Activision, or Take-Two or we'll see expansions uh, into the, this console space uh, for the Switch and a lot more games from third-party developers. So that's that's a great prediction. We're going to see more games, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> in general, we're going to see more stuff. He also goes on to say no new PS, PlayStation, or Xbox. Doesn't think so. A lot of other cool articles, little predictions in here. But what do you think about the Switch hardware predictions? Well, I mean, we heard this last year, and now we're hearing it this year. I mean, eventually they're going to be right. You know, eventually they will come out with another Switch. So I guess might as well, if if I'm one of these guys, I would keep predicting it too. Um, But essentially they say a Switch Lite version, a pro possibility, right? So I think the pro possibility is, is years away. I don't think there's a need for it, at least in my experience. I don't. I still don't think that the Switch has been pushed enough to to require it. I'm very happy with the screen size. I'm very happy with the form factor. Um, I, the resolution doesn't bother me. I mean, processor maybe. Battery has never been an issue. Uh, I, I don't feel like I'm being limited on my switch there there's other games that you know we talked about red dead coming out well okay yes that's that's something that probably wouldn't be able to run on the switch but it's never it was never a game i thought would ever be on the switch to begin with when i bought a switch i don't expect that i guess in my mindset so if if they say well a pro will, will now play that okay great you know that's fantastic i just don't see that being the case the idea of a switch light or this this sort of handheld only version that could potentially replace the 3ds that i could see happening maybe a little bit sooner because i think that could be um very robust you know it's like this little solid brick very much like a game boy you know just a solid thing and i could see that really kind of being a nice 
form factor. It's a nice price point, especially for people that have families, because now they're already building up this great library. Um, you could already have tons of games from the eShop. I think that's it wouldn't replace the Switch for me, but it would probably be a good gateway for a lot of people that need multiple devices. All right. So here's my prediction going in. I I do not believe that they will create a handheld only version of the switch. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it wouldn't why. be able to be a switch. It wouldn't right? be. I a, mean, like, yeah. And, and that's what Pactor says. He said they couldn't call it a switch. So maybe they'll call it a Game Boy. And, and that plays the switch games. You don't want to fragment. Mm. Nintendo's in a great spot right now. They've won the hearts of consumers and developers and publishers all across the boards and reviewers and the entire industry. Really, they're in a good spot. Mm-hmm. They don't want to fragment the industry again. If you create yet another console, well, do all of my games, how do I handle already Joy-Con, Pro Controller, touchscreen, now I have a system that can't dock anymore? All right, well, I need to worry about this thing, and do I need to build touchscreen into every single game? And, well, now when you go to buy a 199 console, if you... If you let's say you could dock that, maybe it maybe it's not a detachable Joy-Con. It's all in one, but you could still dock it, I guess. So mm-hmm. it's switch switch ish in a way. Well, you can't pull off the Joy-Con. So now you got to go buy eighty dollars Joy-Cons, and then you might as well just bought a Switch <laughs> at that point. Well, I guess that could be the Switch Lite, right? It is just a brick, but you would have to buy that secondary. Um, does it make like sense? Does it make any controller. sense? It doesn't make any sense. Not really. No. No. What they would do, what would make sense for me in general is going to go a little opposite here. So one of us is going to be right because we'll just predict all the things and one of us will be yeah, right. Yeah, we'll predict all the things. Is that they will take the switch and they will drop the price to $249 and then do a Switch Pro at $349. That's more powerful, has a little bit better screen. But the Joy-Cons all work the same. The same dock works, everything. It's just better portable screen, more, you know, memory, and, and that's it. <laughs> like Just internals. It. Just internals. Four factors the same. Bigger, but and screen takes up more real estate. But, uh, but, but okay, yeah, it's the less of a, uh, a bezel. A, a bezel on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that being something kind of nice to have. A, a larger screen, higher res. But it couldn't change the form factor at all because then you run into the same issue. Accessories with the everyone. Light. Like, are you, you about you to? Can't ups- change that yet. Are you about to upset every single parent that just bought a switch for Christmas by releasing a new switch that can't take any of the accessories? Yeah, exactly. I don't think you can do that. Yeah, you can't do it. No, and I don't even think. And and maybe you feel differently, unless you know when when the 3ds first came out, the the next upgrade was drastically different in in almost all ways the form factor was sleeker the design of it looked a little bit cleaner like that was a that was a a step forward if they just come out with more maybe a better you know slightly better screen or or you know maybe some upgraded performance i i don't think that would be enough for me to to jump on it because i can't see them saying oh well we'll be able to run more games it may run the games that already exist better but i can't see them saying if you buy this you have access to these games whereas those games won't work because that's on an older 
you know, that's on the, the first gen switch. So I don't think I have enough of an issue yet with the current performance for me to upgrade, but maybe it would be something for new people that are buying in. But then again, why would you buy the more expensive one if it's not playing anything different? If it's not really, I, I don't know. In my mind, it's not enough. Just like Xbox One X isn't enough for me to upgrade because mm-hmm. it's not doing anything that drastically different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll I, I still think that these predictions are a long shot. I, I just don't think Switch is in a place where they're slumping. They're they're growing still. I don't think they could should waste resources yet. I don't think we will see stuff like this until 2020. I believe that the only big announcement that needs to perhaps be done this year is a small price drop to 249.99 that will then give them wiggle room to either do a switch pro at 349 or drop that base model down to 199 and then do a new 299 if if i'm nintendo and i know nintendo i've been following nintendo forever at this point since Mm -hmm. not since the beginning of time but almost since I was five at at this point for 27 years. And I know, and I followed their hardware strategy being in the game industry and then being in the retail industry, AKA I worked at a GameStop. So I don't know, take that with a grain of salt, (laughs) take that with a grain of salt. But I know that they attempt to maximize profit on hardwares for as long as humanly possible. So they are going to draw out as long as they can getting $299 for the council for as long as humanly possible. And they haven't needed a price drop in two years. So the only thing I could see is a slight price drop. And I don't even believe they need anything at $199. I, I, they're in a unique proposition where they don't have to. And Nintendo... They're the only handheld. Are the only ones. The Vita's gone. Yeah. Everything else is gone. This is it. You know, and they're the... yeah. Yeah, anyways, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Why jump to a new console when you haven't even lowered your price yet? Yeah. You haven't even, you haven't even done that. That's the first step. And totally, totally right. And your sales are doing amazing. You're not in the you're not in the place where the Nintendo 3DS was when it launched at 249, that you needed to do something dramatic by not only reducing the price dramatically, but also coming up with a brand new version uh, of it yeah. to offset the the bad des- kind of not subpar design that you had. Unfortunately, Nintendo kind of nailed it here. And for me, what I would like to see is a more affordable docking solution going into the new year and, mm. and see that because I want a better dock that I can have on multiple well, TVs. Okay, so that's okay. We're 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 just blowing this whole topic up because this is I love this idea. I love this about the Switch. So you have you have the you have the Joy-Cons, they come right off. So what if you just have the console itself? That comes out as an upgraded console. That could be a certain price point. You don't need to bundle it, you don't need to do anything. You could sell it as its individual thing, right? And then what if they started doing things like that? The dock. The dock is kind of like plasticky junky thing it doesn't do anything but what if they said you know what why don't we try to spice this up a little bit what if we come out with better docks what if we come out with docks that have maybe a headphone thing built into them what if we come out with a dock that has some lights on it or something like you could still expand on what's right there now 
by by coming out with other custom they could be they could blow the doors off of the joy cons alone and come out with more colors and more features that the joy cons can do but they they still are holding back on that stuff and i think if i if i had a dock that when i'd stocked maybe it's got some bluetooth built into it it's got some other stuff that's going on that would sell like crazy that would do such a like huge numbers i think maybe one comes out and it doesn't have the adapter which i just bought for wire you know for wired connections maybe it's built in now Mm. so like they could definitely do stuff with the dock that's a great point doc pro doc pro that's the new thing that's coming that's our prediction for 2019 we're not going to see a switch pro we're not going to see a switch light we're going to see a doc pro I want a Doc Pro and a Doc Light. I want them both. Give them to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get it all. Well, th- that gets us to the next topic because in a recent interview, Shantaro Furukawa actually just talked about some of the possibilities that Nintendo is going to see in the future. It was very, very interesting. And one of his responses to the question regarding the risk factors associated with consoles and software and all of the things that are involved with the industry he's in, he says, we're in the entertainment industry. There isn't much we can do about that risk. To us, the guiding principle by which we operate is offering customers all around the world, innovative and unique ways to play games. Oh, that sounds great. And that's what they're doing, right? But then he goes on to say, we aren't really fixated on our consoles. At the moment, we're offering the uniquely developed Nintendo Switch and its software. And that's what we're basing how we deliver the Nintendo experience on. Now, that being said, technology changes. We'll continue to think flexibly about how to deliver that experience as time goes on. And then in regards to the future, he says, in the long term, perhaps our focus as a business could shift away from the home console. Forget that light, forget the pro. He's saying no more of any of them. Um, and that's flexibility is just as important as ingenuity. I'd like to increase the amount of games on smartphones that have continuous streams of revenue. So that's really kind of interesting. You know, we, we just got done talking about some of the numbers that that they're doing with their mobile games. And now in this interview, he's saying we're not locked into consoles and we're making bank with mobile games maybe we can do something and continue this going forward. (sighs) Oh, oh my goodness. Well, to me, reading through this interview was very insightful. And to be Mm -hmm. honest, nothing is sounds too crazy, to be honest with you. Nintendo is like, hey, we need to make money. We will make money where we can make money. We are all about entertainment. We love these opportunities. And guess what? They've expanded into other areas they have a huge merchandising they're going to have the expansion of universal studios with the nintendo world part of it they have already started to branch into uh, esports here and there they're branching into mobile gaming and then of course with the switch is their bread and butter and they are gonna most likely look at different revenue sources and see where they can invest and make more money. It's a business, right? At the end of the day. So to me, this isn't too crazy. And I don't think that Nintendo will stop making consoles anytime soon. However, however, Michael, they got lucky in the past because they'd always have two consoles, handheld, 
home console. And if one mm-hmm. did bad and one did great, they could offset each other, AKA Wii U 3DS. However, now with one console being the only medium of not only to sell games, but also to make money off the hardware and in-app purchases and all these things, well, guess what? You know, if that next X, Switch 2, comes out and it's a flop, then that's bad news. Bears. the Switch U, let's not do that. It's all about <laughs> you, the Switch U. How, you know, at this point, the, 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 the revenue stream also starts to come from different areas. When you start to think about the online shops of previous consoles, the Wii, the Wii U even to an extent, they weren't at the level of the Switch, which is now... Uh, a phenomenal eShop. It's where I get most of, well, all of my downloadable games. It's about 90% of the games that we talk about on this podcast every week. And Nintendo gets a cut of all of those games and every in-app purchase from Fortnite. And that's a lot of great money for having a console, you know? Uh, just sure. I always joke that an iPad is a great Fortnite player, but so is a Switch, you know, at the end of the day. So uh, I bought some V-Bucks. I don't know what they are, what they stand for, but I had to buy them. So I bought them. So, that, you know, <laughs> Nintendo got a cut of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. I don't know. Well, I think, I think something like this, it, you know, everybody's going to be freaking out. I, I would say that it would be odd to think of a world without Nintendo making a console, you know, that feels it, wrong. It's a weird thing to think about. Yeah. It feels wrong to me, but I'm, I'm excited at the idea of them making better mobile games. I will say that the games they've made are um, they're not pushing the limits. You know what I mean? They're not they're not doing anything that other games aren't already doing. They're kind of just in the fold. They're working in their way in there and trying to figure things out. But if somebody's going to come out with an amazing game that pushes what mobile gaming could be, I could see that being Nintendo. I could see them trying stuff that's not been done before and redefining what mobile gaming is. Because let's all be honest, it's not where we want to be. You've said it just just a little bit ago. You just don't play mobile games. I do play them more, but I don't play them like I do my console games. Now, something that would be interesting is, you know, the Switch isn't unlike a phone with keep with uh controllers on it maybe maybe in the future they come out with a nintendo app and that's where all of their games like kind of an e like an e-shop that you can download to your smartphone whatever device you have and then perhaps for for hardware they they sell some sort of dock esh type thing for phones and you access all of their software using the nintendo app and have their hardware their joy cons or whatever you want to call them that work with everybody's smartphone and that's the new controller so they're not actually putting out consoles anymore but they're putting out um accessories for people with their phone and then you have an app that can play the games and it just goes direct there is no more physical stuff i don't know if we're going to talk about the possibility of what they are going to try to push that's that's one place i could see it being um you know, a, a good, good place for them to go. But it, I think we still need controllers. I, we still need some sort of physical input device because I think just a touch screen doesn't do it a lot of the time. It's, it just doesn't have that tactile uh, response. It doesn't, it, you just don't feel like you're playing anything. You're just kind of, you know, it's just not the same experience, yeah. but I, I'm excited to see what they would do with it. Yeah. The future if anything, it's out there way, way in the future. I think 
that we're still going to be it's not anytime soon. No, we're still talking about the Switch Lite, Switch Pro, Switch Dock Pro Lite, <laughs> X, Extreme Edition, Deluxe Edition. But Michael, let me tell you about something that is not happening. That is for sure. Uh, when Nintendo announced new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, which is a great name for a game, they announced a new <laughs> rolls right off the tongue. It's like, mm, who doesn't want that? Uh, they announced a new playable character, Toadette, and they also announced a new item, the Super Crown, which turns Toadette into a Princess Peach-esque character. Now, we hadn't really talked about this on the podcast because, I don't know, didn't really interest me all that much, but apparently... It's not really that big of a deal. (laughs) In general, it seems as if it kind of lit the internet a buzz because when... You know, you announce some new things, people get all crazy and they think of all sorts of other possibilities. So if this crown could turn Toadette into a Peach-ass character, what would happen if that crown would go on other characters from the Nintendo universe? So a new character was formed, Bowsette. That's what I'm going to go with. Bowsette, Bowsette, (laughs) uh, which was a combination of when Bowser... (laughs) would put on the crown and there have been memes and comics and all sorts of things that have gone into this and it turns bowser into a peach-esque kind of ba if you will kind of ridiculous like Mm -hmm. really awesome character uh nintendo has officially struck down that this is ever going to happen in any of the lore of nintendo because on the official new super mario brothers u deluxe website you can now search for Super Crown in the uh, all the different items that you can get, which is new. This is a brand new one. And it says, and I quote, when Toto, Toadette finds one of these, she can perform or she can transform into the super powered Peachette. Sorry, Luigi, only Toadette can use this item. Now, they didn't go the extra mile and say, sorry, Bowser. But Bowser's not a playable mm-hmm. character, so I guess that makes sense. So, but pretty funny. And that's our lighthearted finish to all of these crazy predictions. That gets us to best sellers. As always, as we do every week, we run through the top 10 best sellers on the eShop and physical and say, you know, break it down what where everything is falling. And then in the number one spot for I think the one billionth week in a row is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate followed by Bouncy Bob, still 99% off. Number three is Mario Kart Deluxe 8, which is 30% off. Then we have Rocket League, Hollow Knight, Zelda Breath of the Wild, and seventh spot is Just Dance 2019, followed by Super Mario Party, Mario and Rabbids, and then rounding it up is The Way for 99 cents. It's currently 93% off. Not bad at all. Then we always like to give any any others new to the list that broke the top 30. And unfortunately, this week, there were none. Ooh. Sorry, fitness boxing. Yeah, that's a shame. I This is maybe the first time that a Nintendo released game didn't break into the top 30. I know. It's a tough sell. That's we Super Smash Brothers. We t- and, you know, there's a lot of games on sale right now. There's a lot of Nintendo games on sale or we're just on sale coming off. So I don't know, it's 50 bucks. That's a hard sell. We talked about it last week. I won't go into it again, but that is a tough sell. To, that's what I think. So. Yeah. 
Well, 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 I don't think we're going to see it breaking up there. I mean, it would have to be a, a reduced price. I can't. I, it, now was its time to strike, and it didn't break that top 30. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's okay, because there's a brand new Nintendo game coming out this week that you can get that I know <laughs> will break into the top 30, because it already has, as far as pre-order has gone. Uh, we always like to break down the new releases. This is Jan 7th through the 13th. First with retail, so things that you can get digitally, but also in the store physically, because I love physical copies of games. I I love big, empty plastic boxes littering my apartment. (laughs) And the first one is that game we just talked about, the Bowsette-less game, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. Not Deluxe Edition, but Deluxe. This has both the normal New Super Mario Bros. U game from uh, the Wii U, but also... When it was the year of Luigi, which was not really a great year of promotions for Luigi, but he got his own $20 expansion, which is new Super Luigi U that is now combined with the new playable character Toadette and some new items such as the Super Crown is a phenomenal game that I played on the Wii U. This is the classic. So if you never played a new Super Mario Bros game, this is the I love them. I love them. They're the traditional side scrolling classic mario but in a hybrid 2d slash 3d character model universe they are delightful absolutely delightful yeah this is this is going to do great like you said it's already in the top 30 it's already broken in there with pre-purchase alone it's going to do fantastic i'm personally probably going to wait for the price to go down i've got too much to play as it is but I am excited to play this because I really do like the new Super Mario Brothers games. Yeah, and, and and this is a beautiful counterbalance to Odyssey, where that was fully 3D, if you want to step back. There's also multiplayer in this. There's all sorts of good stuff that you can get in there. I might have enjoyed these more, to be honest with you, than like Odyssey. I know that sounds crazy, but, you know, thinking back to the old new super mario brothers game that i played and then what i've seen of this one i i think i i prefer these uh over odyssey i i don't know odyssey was great but i i there's something special about these sort of like new super mario brothers games. i really enjoyed the super mario land 3d that came out on the 3ds i thought that was a phenomenal mm. mario game it was Sort of that was great in the middle of a huge, crazy odyssey and a uh, galaxy and these new Super Mario games is somewhere in the middle where you still had the 2D playing field going from level like world to world. But it was in a 3D hybrid esque universe. So to me, that was the ultimate type of game for me. But I do love these games, especially the one that was on the 3DS, the gold rush where you're just getting tons of coins like crazy. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. Another game I'm looking forward to that is coming out this week is Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. I am a huge Tales fan. Did you know this? <laughs> I didn't know no, this. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. So I, I don't cool. play very many JRPGs or RPGs at all, to be honest with you. I just don't have the time. However, I fell in love with Tales of Symphonia. Uh, which was a game that came out on the GameCube in a time where we didn't have a lot of RPGs. And it was an intriguing experience for me as a newcomer to RPGs, only because how you travel in this world is with a top-down big map, and you run into the enemies to start a battle sequence. And they have this linear motion battle system 
which is all of the different characters sort of battling in this you're still performing the action. So if you think of a traditional Final Fantasy game or a Pokemon game where you select the action and then do it in this motion battle system, you still have a turn base, but you're performing the actions and you're doing stuff. It's very, very fun. It's hard to describe except for it's a delight to play. Now, this game, though, is intriguing only because you could never get it before in the United States. It was originally released on the Xbox 360 back in 2008, and that came out in the US and Japan. I remember this game coming out 11 years ago. I want to say I was still at the GameStop coming out. And I couldn't I couldn't really get it at the time because I didn't have an Xbox 360. And then it came out a year later for the PlayStation, but only in Japan. So this is the first time ever being released in the US. It's coming out for the Switch and a bunch of other consoles, but it has pretty great Metacritic scores of average of 80. This will have upscale graphics, all of the content from the PlayStation 3 Japanese exclusive release, and it will also have English and Japanese voice tracks if you want to do that as well. Have you ever played a Tales game at all? No, I have not played any of these. They're very good. All of them are very but, good. It's, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll look into this one now since it's such high praise. Praising it. I love it. I haven't played this one specifically. However... If it's any of the, the Tales types of games, it really kept me going back. Finally, oh, okay. the finally, another game. I'm excited for all of these games. What a great week <laughs> for me is uh, Mario and Luigi. Another Mario game, Michael. Mario and Luigi, Bowser's Inside. So Mario week. It's, a Mar it's the week of Mario. That's what we'll say. Mario and Luigi. Bowser's Inside Story plus Bowser Jr.'s Journey. This is a re-release of the 2DS game, I want to want to say. Or was it a Game Boy Advance game? I'm not positive. These are classic Mario RPGs. Sides, not side-scrolling. Yeah, side-scrolling-ish. Yeah, side-scrolling-ish hybrid world uh, where it's turn-based action. So you control both Mario and Luigi. You pick your moves. You can also combo off each other. This is the one where they go inside. It's the inside story. Bowser's inside story. They go inside of Bowser. Get it? Inside story. You get that? They're inside of him. You got it? All right. There we go. Ooh, pulling teeth over here. There's also a bonus story mode, uh, new mode junior with Bowser Jr.'s journey. So it's a whole new mode where Bowser Jr. crosses paths with the current story and kind of overlaps. He's on a journey. He's on a journey. He's <laughs> in charge. It's a new mode. It's inside. It's inside. Get it? That one's for the 3DS. So there's a lot of good ones going on. <laughs> that one's for the 3DS. Excellent. Excellent. So that was retail. That's what you're, that's your jam. For me personally, I'm all digital. Just give me the downloads. I do not want a physical copy of anything. So I'm going to run through all the digital games coming out and then we'll go back. We'll go back and we'll say, all right, what's good? What's not good? What do we want to buy? What are we going to pass on? And January 10th, we have a chai tea, chit tea bundle it includes ethan meteor hunter and inside my radio for 16 dollars. then we have bqm block quest maker for 15 bury me my love for five cave blazers for 12 clock simulator now tell me that doesn't sound good for four dollars combat core for 20 double cross for 20 Everything for 12, 
Grab Lab for five, Hapiko for seven, Inside My Radio. Now, as it, as you know, I mentioned this in the bundle, Inside My Radio is selling by itself for 10. So I guess you're getting another game extra for six if you want to buy that bundle. Knock Them Down Bowling for 15, Light Seekers, free download, Mecco Wars Desert Ashes, $8. Overdriven Reloaded Special Edition for $8. Sega Ages Outrun for $8. Snowboarding the Next Phase for $10. And then we go into January 11th. We have Hive Jump for $10. Operation Cobra for $3. That's a 3DS game. And then Stellar Interface for $12. Now let's go back. What looks good to you, my friend? I was pleasantly surprised this week uh, this this okay. this week i tried to do something that we've kind of always attempted to do on the podcast which is attempt to figure out what games are actually new and which ones are just steam re-releases and the mm-hmm. ones i'll point out here it's a hard thing to do it, you gotta google a lot of things that's what you have to do <laughs> so double cross is a brand new uh, game from the same studio that did runbow uh game doesn't really doesn't really look good to me uh, but what do i know it's a action platformer i did the trailer i just didn't do it do it for me the yeah. other new game that is coming out is going to be that sega ages outrun and i want to point out here about sega ages this is unlike johnny turbo i was listening to the cheap ass gamer podcast and they really which we should have had done told more people about the Sega Ages games when uh, Fantasy Star came out. Sega Ages, remember they just did that Sega Genesis collection that had all those games in it for 30 bucks? Yep. Sega Ages is not just those individually released for eight because that would be a big ripoff. These are sort of remasters of them. They have extra features, some updated graphics, some other things around them. I was reading a Kotaku article about how fantasy star in sega ages is like the definitive way of playing it like it's just so much better and so much better than the genesis version that was in the genesis bundle which was still very good so that one at least is updated and i'm not going to get outrun i'm not a big outrun fan per se but just letting people know when you see sega ages that's what it means additionally we talked about snowboarding the next phase that's the the game from the ssx uh and skate franchise crew uh, those are just new games. The game that looks interesting to me, Clock Simulator, into this game. <laughs> uh, you know, I've, when you watch the trailer, it's a game that you play as the clock. Yeah, it's it's a very strange, it's some sort of puzzle game is what it seems like, the Clock Simulator. It says, click once a second every second, you are the clock. Yeah, that sounds like a blast. So. I'm in for two. It has four player mode. Uh, it does look, it has really positive reviews on Steam, to be honest with you, though. I was looking it up. It was crazy. One game I'm really looking forward to. Uh, did, there's a lot of things that interest me, but the one that does maybe push me over is Cave Blazers. This game does look quite excellent. It has amazing reviews on the, the Steam, uh, if you will. This is a action platformer roguelike all the buzzwords in one. The trailer is really entertaining uh, with it. It's that classic 8, 16-bit type of game. 
And I appreciate mm-hmm. that this week, unlike last week, all of the games that are on Steam are also at the same price on the Switch. So that's pretty solid. Well, that's nice. Yeah, that's pretty solid. From what I could tell, if not a little bit cheaper, that was mostly it. I don't I don't know. Oh, the Hapiko game looked interesting to me too. It's also on Steam, but has four reviews or something it's a two-year-old speed runner it looked really intense kind of up my alley but seven dollars is a little bit much for a two-year-old game for me Mm, i guess i'll download that free game because it's free sure (laughs) i don't know you how about you i mean that's that's mine like mine i think that block quest could maybe maybe be something that's kind of interesting like i said i have a lot of games right now that i'm that i'm i'm playing through so 15 dollars is is a little high if that goes on price when it's like a 50% off or something maybe it seems like it's a um, a dungeon rpg maker so you're basically building these dungeons that your friends will go through and explore and you're trying to get them and trick them and trap them and all that kind of fun stuff and then you get to play other you know dungeons that other people have created kind of looks like a minecraft you know isometric view where you're trying to build these dungeons i don't know that could be kind of fun but not not for 15 not for me not right now and then light seekers is the free game that one i will be downloading because i like magic and i like hearthstone so it seems like that these will be games like that it's a card deck builder and you're going to be battling other players I assume online. So I'm excited to try that out. There's of course probably going to be, it's free. So I'm, I'm guessing there's going to be in-game purchases. I don't know how that's, I don't know if they're going to do it as like bundles that you can download or what, but it's something I'm going to download and give a shot. We'll see how it goes. There is from what it says, you can buy physical cards and scan them. Mm. However, you scan them from a mobile device. So perhaps that is the thing where you buy these physical cards and that's maybe how they make some of the money instead of the other ways. I'm not positive. I'm not a big card battler okay. game, to be honest with you. I'm not really into it too much, mm-hmm. but I guess I'll give it a, a try if it's free. I, if I did want to. I mean, for free. Yeah, I guess I'll get it. I'm interested maybe to find some of these physical cards and give them a scan and just experience that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. definitely. One thing, though. I'll look into that. One thing, Michael, is I forgot the game that I'm the most excited for because it has the most bland name in the entire world is everything. Yes, everything, everything. This is a reality simulation game. It is cheaper than the steam version. And on steam, it has 1600 very positive reviews, which is, I guess the highest you can give it. And I watched the trailer over on steam because there's no trailer on the Nintendo website. And it looks weird and cool and you can just manipulate anything in the world and it's also narrated by a british philosopher alan watts and that seems very cool i like british people talking to me and that sounds cool so i may pick this up to be honest with you just to see how it goes yeah i'll be interested to see what you think this is another one where it's kind of like gris and then that underwater one where it's like like this sort of experience, but not really a game, not really. 
I don't know. I, there's a lot of these kind of coming out now where at one point I would watch them and be like, wow, that's just so beautiful. I feel like I need to experience that. I, I like the idea that it's not a game. I want to, I want to try this out. What it, and now it's kind of coming into this thing where it seems like this is happening a lot where it's just like, we're going to just throw lights and colors and sounds and you're going to just kind of be taken on this voyage and blah, blah, blah. And it, it just kind of is happening a lot. I remember, you know, a few weeks back, you and I were watching one. I can't think of the name of it right now. But again, it was a, like an experience. You're just, you're like, things are, trees are falling around you and you're going, and it was all crazy colors. And I don't know. After a while, it just kind of feels like all of them just become the same, same thing. So if you do get it, I'll, I'll be excited to see what that is. But I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to throw money at these sometimes because I feel like they, you know, they just kind of fall into this money grab sort of thing. So, but on that note, that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? Oh, we've been talking a lot about what we've been playing. So I figure we go game by game. I always feel as if I talk way too much in the beginning when we get to do some cross talk on these games. So I want to do some mm-hmm. some cross talk. And the first one okay. that I want to talk about is Super Smash Bros. Now you own Super Smash Bros. I do. I uh do you have anything but you you just want to chat? You just want to well, shoot the breeze about the game. Well, so now I own Super Smash Bros. Oh snap. It is time to battle. Yes. And here's how I did it for everyone now i haven't played it yet because i had family in town remember i am in gamers club unlocked that best buy thing where you get 20 percent off of games it expires in like three or no six months so i better buy all my games now now and they're not doing it anymore so i don't know how i locked it in for so long so i had an amazon gift card and what i did is it was 25 amazon gift card but i really wanted to buy it on best buy so i i cashed in my amazon gift card and then with that gift card bought a best buy gift card with free shipping and no tax delivered to my house the next day and then i use that gift nice. card from best buy to buy smash brothers so now i have it i haven't played it so i can't report on anything but i own it so we could next week report on it that's my update michael yeah sweet i'm i'm excited to to see what you think i have been putting more time into it i think it's it's primarily the game i played this week you know i had been saying that i was sort of underwhelmed with it last time i played it and i i need more time on it um so i've got more time on it and i and i will say i'm i continue to feel sort of underwhelmed by this game you know and i know that's a minority i know that's sort of not a popular uh, thought when it comes to this because so many people really really love this game but i, I don't know i just I, I i haven't been hooked yet i haven't really got the, the 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 you know the my my teeth into it yet because i just feel like i kind of get bored when i'm playing it i did have some wi-fi online battles that were unplayable to be quite honest so i was going through and trying to get my settings figured out because if I test my Wi-Fi on my computer, I test my Wi-Fi connection on my on my phone. Um, the the download the, the download and upload speeds are roughly around a hundred. Yeah, which that's good. Yeah, we were I talking mean, that's pretty fast. We were talking that you tested it on your Switch and it was like a third, and then you were buying an adapter. Did you get said adapter and experience? I did differences, and it wasn't even that it was a third. I mean, it was much lower you know if i'm getting 100 and 100 download upload on my switch i was getting like 13 and 2 
with one Wi-Fi. And so I said, you know what, let me let me get the adapter. I got the adapter, it came in the next day. Now I get 50 and like 12. So it is much better. It's nowhere near what my phone and my computer and everything get when they are on Wi-Fi. So I'm not really sure what's going on there, but I don't think it's going to be any issues for me when I play, but I can say, and I can confirm that the way Smash Brothers does it is it's not just your internet that needs to be good. It's everybody you play against has to have good internet. And I did have a few matches where I could have went and got a cup of coffee while my my move was trying to complete. Mm, It was so laggy, unplayable, like to the point where I literally just jumped off to the side and stood there. And when somebody came over, I just kind of moved out of the way because there was no point in playing. It was unplayable bearable and you don't want to quit out you don't want to stop because now you lose points you lose your score not that mine's good anyway but it's not so it's not the way i want to lose it you know what i mean let me lose the battle at least so a lot for me a lot of my time has been playing spirits which i also find to be kind of boring you know we had this beautiful cinematic that was shown at e3 and we it's been talked about forever where kirby's saving the day and there's oh my goodness all this stuff is happening it was gorgeous you know everything is so beautiful then you start playing spirits and it nothing happens <laughs> like you literally go from uh battle to battle moving along this sort of you know top down world but nothing is happening you're just unlocking spirits that you can use in the next battle if you choose to unlock more spirits it's there's no story there's no cinematics there's no dialogue there's no anything nothing it's just battle after battle after battle um it's it's not a story mode it's not it's just not interesting to be honest with you the, even the complexity of putting together your spirit team where you have your primary spirit and then your your secondaries that kind of like buff the primary that buffs you in the battle even that's not even that in depth and that exciting it's not even you know oh i can take this and this and this and i can build the perfect team to go up against these people it's it's not even that interesting so unfortunately for me smash brothers is still just not doing it for me it's just uh you know i'm not gonna stop playing it but it's just something where i don't get a ton of enjoyment out of at the moment i think it's meant to be in a group of people sitting around playing having a good time in a party atmosphere it's definitely not really meant for just online it's definitely not meant for just solo Uh, it's just not as interesting so when you get it i'll be very very interested to hear your thoughts i want to do two things for our listeners one uh, obviously that's a 10 out of 10 review from michael so pretty high praise (laughs) i will give you my update i come from a different background with smash however to be honest my best moments of smash and best recollection of smash are in those experiences with local multiplayer so we may just not be the ideal audience in 2019 now for smash Now, with that said, what we should do is Mm -hmm. give this a fair shake with me, you, and Luke. So three pals, three three college buds, if you will. Just buds hanging out and smashing and do a smash night. Set it up. We have good internet. We should be able to play as we know who we're playing with. We'll set up a private match, get that going, and see what that experience is like. Maybe hop on Discord or I don't know if the Nintendo app works. Well, maybe not use that, but we'll use (laughs) 
<laughs> something and we should give it a fair shake. And I, I also want to kind of go through this, this mode only because I was looking forward to the single player mode, but I'm always looking forward to the single player mode. I'm always let down. Yeah. So we'll see if that lives up to it. Oh, well, well, next week. Yeah, I'll be really interested in hearing your thoughts on that. And I and I think that's a great idea. And maybe maybe we can open it up. Maybe some if any of our listeners are like, you know what, I'm going to I want to I want to prove Michael wrong. I'm going to show him how fun Smash can be. You're you're more than welcome. Challenger accepted. Bring it on. I will love to to have a great time playing Smash. I think it's uh it's it's welcomed. I would love to hear from. All that. right, yeah. Send him a send him a message on Twitter at ms Rivet. I'm at James Montemagno. You can find that on the NintendoDispatch.com page. All right, Michael. Fortnite update time. Here we go. You got me into Fortnite <laughs> last week. You told me to go on and play some other modes. I figured out how Fortnite works. I did a Another mm-hmm. podcast with my buddy uh, uh, over at blunders.fm. And I talked about my new Fortnite playing. And I've been playing almost every day. I've been playing a little bit, mm-hmm. a little half an hour here, an hour here you know, sure. before I go to bed. That's the joy yeah. of it. Topping in for a battle, seeing what random modes are popping up today. Team Rumble or Unvaulted. See what I missed out on. Yeah. I did. I, I, I figured out the game. I understand now how the game works. I un- okay. Yeah, I would say you have because you've been showing me some some photos of your your conquests. So you definitely seem to have gotten the hang. I on may that. have won a few solo solo. What do they call it? Solo Fortnites. <laughs> yeah, I guess mode solo, solo mode. mode. I don't know. So I've been going out and I've been Fortniting and I won a few. I did get a. One win with eight kills, which was pretty great. A lot of snipe action. That's great. I, I have to say, though, I, like we talked about it earlier, if I'm not in the pro mode situation, I'm just not as good. And I tend then mm. to play the other modes. I'll tend to go into a team rumble with squads, for instance. Right now, team rumble, for instance, is limited time. It may be over, but it's a, a first team to 100 eliminations. That's fun because you respawn. And that's okay if your controller is a little bit off. I've been trying to figure out the system. I have to say that my Fortnite update, you told me I would like a lot of the systems of Fortnite compared to Paladins better. And I agree. I think that the battle pass is much better executed on Fortnite, including the challenges. They do a much better job. Yeah. It's fun. Like there's actual things happening when you're playing those challenges. I, they're, they're genuinely like fun things to look for they're fun things to do uh and you get stuff you know when i when i was playing paladins with you you were like oh you, you just do this and you'll start earning things like it was a grind i didn't earn anything i played a bunch of times i'm like i didn't get a single nothing from <laughs> no. this game whereas fortnite every time i jump in i get something yeah. it may not be you know it might be some v box or you know a new a new like skin for my my guy or a backpack or a dance or something but you're you feel like you're earning a little bit and i and i like that and and i'm with you when i'm when i'm playing on my pro controller i'll play you know battles i'm like i'm gonna try to get number one here if i'm playing just on the handheld mode i will play my do my daily challenges do my battle pass challenges like try to explore the map and find x y and z whatever i'm looking for like that's when i'm focused on that stuff and the fun modes like the things that just you don't take serious that's definitely for handheld mode for me yeah i'm the same i attempted to play a few solos 
in the handhold mode at night. Didn't have super a lot of fun just because it was a little bit tricky after so long trying to play it. I've been messing around going in and, and playing here and there. I'm a little upset that I didn't just go all in on the battle pass from the very beginning because you get so much XP boost and a bunch of other things, which yeah. is nice. So I had I did go all in on the battle pass, which was nice. I have already nice. that's excellent already gotten 400 v bucks back so i feel like i'm halfway there oh sweet you know yeah you are and what we can do and this is just some inside talk for all of our fans that probably don't care you and i can play together and because i also have battle pass and i'm at a certain point when you play with me on a team I think you get a 70% xp boost on top of my 70% that's just well, your seventy percent, I think, will go to me. Like, the the they have a uh, um, it's a friend XP boost. So anybody that you're playing with, that boosts them. So like, when you're just playing, that's just you. If you play in a squad, you're getting boosted by whoever has their boost. And then if you and I are playing together, you're boosted by what my percentage is, and I'm boosted by yeah. yours. So we can be leveling up quicker. We can be getting more of that that sweet sweet in game currency. Um, by playing games together they did a really good job of understanding the weekly progression with the challenges they're not they have daily weekly they have that fun event the 14 days of Fortnite christmas thing yeah i i, I had one day left so i got nine of the 14 that was pretty good oh nice i i did read or or hear somewhere that they the epic had some sort of confusion regarding the date and that they're going to be opening up the entire 14 days again for another 14 oh days so you can earn everything. Wow. So they they had people saying, oh, I thought I had another day. And it was something where Epic tweeted out the wrong dates. So they said, you know what? You're right. Uh, we're going to do it again. So it's going to be opened back up so people can earn whatever they didn't already hmm. earn. I'm, in, I'm into yeah, it so far. Kind of nice. I want to still say, that I enjoy the Paladins combat more and the people and the, okay. the thing. So I, again, I don't have Overwatch, so this is the next best thing that I have. How yeah. I want to think if Overwatch comes, I probably would jump ship. I have more fun with that style of play. I don't know what it is. That's the, the type sure. of combat I like more, but I still am having fun. Very different type. Yeah, very different type. But I, if I am with you, I have Overwatch on Xbox. I would love, love, love to have it on my Switch. I would play it again. I very rarely play it on my Xbox just because I don't play my Xbox that yeah. often. Um, but I would love Overwatch on my Switch. I would absolutely play that a lot. And they do very similar things. You can get like winter Christmas skins and stuff like that in Overwatch. So it's something to keep our fingers crossed for, I guess. Agreed. Agreed. Last update for me, and then I know you have a few, is I wanted to give our listeners an update on Grim Fandango. Remember I was playing that? Yeah. I have officially uninstalled that. <laughs> I I realized that in 2019, I do not want a point and click old school adventure that I have to guess at what I'm doing, go up and down the stairs, up and down these things, and then just go online and get a go here, go here, go here. It's not fun for me. Not my type of game. Uh, the first the first 10 minutes, first hour that I played, I was really into it. That was funny, kind of interesting. And then I go, nope, I just, I don't like this. I, I There was a part where you have to do certain actions in a very specific order. And then if you don't do them in that order, you got to redo the whole thing. And I go, nope, I'm, I'm done. I'm just over it. 
Yeah. So but bad purchase. Yeah. It's a sort of frustrating gameplay. Yeah. That's me. That's oh, it. That's well. it. Womp, womp, womp. Uh, so for me, I guess the only other game notable that I wanted to to call out was I started. There's a demo for Forgotten Anne, and I I wanted to play this demo. It looked really interesting. And after playing the demo, I will say it's a game that's now on my must buy list. I really really enjoyed the demo. The demo is good because it's actually just the beginning of the game. You know, it's not some random weird snippet like some of these games like to do. It's just the game. Like you just get to play the game for a minute. And I think that's that's really nice. And so so what Forgotten Anne is, is basically you're playing in this world. It's the Forgotten Lands. And it's sort of like a magic place where these Forgottenlings live, which are objects that people in the real world forget about or misplace or just lose. So like there's a sock, <laughs> you know, it's like the stuff that kind of just goes mm. and disappears forgotten land is where that stuff goes it's not just lost it's actually in another world now and you play as Anne, who is the enforcer of that place and she's there to stop the rebellion from happening and her and her master bonku i think his name is bonku or something like that are trying to get back to the human world so it's a beautiful beautiful fully voiced well acted animated movie almost that you're playing as if you're anything if you're a fan of the studio ghibli any of those types of movies any sort of classic disney animated movies you would love love this game it's gorgeous what i've played of it so far was really interesting there's little puzzles and little things that you're trying to explore just really cute cute dialogue and some of the things you bump into you know um and says oh i need to go speak to tiffany okay so now you're wandering around you're finding tiffany and once the door opens you realize oh it's a tiffany lamp like it's a lamp you're looking for that is a certain style lamp and that's where she got her name from and it's very like cute and just just charming and wonderful so it's something i'm going to be picking up for sure forgotten and it's a it's a definitely play the downloading the demo right now it's from square enix yeah yep cool it's great you'll you'll love it it's beautiful like when you play it and there was a part that i i couldn't catch it quick enough i was kind of just taken aback by it but where you see the title uh so you'll be playing the game for a little bit and then something happens and the screen kind of pulls back and the title comes up it's just beautiful it's just really well done. nice i'm gonna have to go take a look at that i'm downloading it as we speak well i'm not because fortnite is blocking the download uh, I have I, I sent you a photo of my setup, which is pretty entertaining because it's, it's <laughs> me like and it. my huge microphone, Fortnite, <laughs> and then our podcast notes. You can see how much attention I was paying during this recording. Uh, <laughs> You're trying to get those daily challenges. <laughs> you need done. to get them done. Michael's about to talk about this game for five minutes. You got to, you got to do uh, it. All right. Well, I'm going to go off, eat some dinner, maybe play some Fortnite. And yeah, we had four news articles uh, and somehow talked for an hour and 15 minutes. So we crushed it. Perfect. That's it. We'll always yeah. do it. <laughs> I hope everyone enjoyed this episode of Nintendo Dispatch. We're really having fun. Uh, we really enjoy doing this podcast and and catching up every week. And we want you to be part of it. We would love not only for you to subscribe, rate, give us a review, and all those things that we ask for each and every week because it does help us. There's a lot of different podcasts about video games out there. If you like hearing from us, you want to hear more, definitely help us. Tell a friend that has a Switch. You're playing a Switch with a friend. Say, hey, I got a great podcast. 
Nintendo Dispatch. Just go on their phone and subscribe for them. But of course, you can email us. Go to nintendodispatch.com. There's a button that says contact. It's very it's in your face. You send us an email. Ask us anything that you want. We'd love to have a listener feedback section in here where you ask us your questions and we go off on random tangents. You can, of course, tweet. We would. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? Yeah, well, absolutely. That's that should be the name of the show is tangent because we can't stay it on is. top of it. It's very it's hundred percent accurate. <laughs> you can tweet at us at Nintendo or at Dispatch Podcast, at Dispatch Podcast is the Twitter, at James Montemagno, at MS Revet. That's gonna do it. This has been your Nintendo Dispatch. Until next week, play some more Fortnite.